coming up on this edition of Out of the Blue from Middle Tennessee State University. We pay a visit to our Martin Chair of Insurance and talk about the many opportunities this program offers in the Jones College of Business. We explore MTSU Write, a public service of our College of Liberal Arts that connects aspiring creative writers with professional mentors to bring their ideas to life. And we meet a professor in our College of Media and Entertainment who has led two of our most ambitious student opportunities, one in Los Angeles, the other Brazil. I'm Andrew Ottman, and this is Out of the Blue. Welcome to Out of the Blue. I'm Andrew Oppmann. Dr. Dave Wood of our Risk and Insurance Program holds the Martin Chair of Insurance in the Jones College of Business. The program recently earned a number one ranking from a prominent national organization, and it offers up amazing internship and job opportunities for students interested in this dynamic and global industry. Dr. Wood, thank you for joining us on the program. It's great to be here. You are the Martin Chair of Insurance, and not everyone understands exactly what that means. So why don't you give us a little thumbnail of what that honor means to the Jones College of Business and the students and faculty that you work with? Sure. Well, the, the Martin Chair was established by the Tommy Martin family and, and friends, associates of, of, of Tommy Martin, who was a uh, you know, very instrumental person in Murfreesboro in the insurance industry. First Martin Chair of Insurance was Dr. Ken Holman, who held that position for many years, and I'm trying to fill his shoes. So it's, uh, it's, a, it's a position that allows us to take our program to the next level. Talk about your background. What did you bring prior to uh, MTSU? Sure, well, I started off as an insurance agent and worked as an agent and, and loved that. I uh, really loved the, I have a real passion for the insurance industry. I was, uh, had the opportunity to teach as an adjunct at a small university. I grew up in Mississippi and just fell in love with, with the college environment, with the classroom. And I really get uh, motivated uh, by seeing these young people succeed and go on to uh, fabulous careers in the, in the insurance industry. You know, we've, we've got a lot to be proud of in the Jones College of Business, and one of those things is the, the number one ranking near and dear to your heart. Can you talk a little bit about who gave us that honor and what it means? I'd love to. Our program was ranked number one in the country by the AM Best. AM Best is the premier uh, advisory association for the insurance industry. So when you hear about an insurance company being ranked, that, that ranking is coming from AM Best. They also provide uh, a new service and uh, do a lot of data analytics for the insurance industry. And one thing that they do is a, a survey where they uh, reach out to their readers and find out what uh, risk management insurance programs around the country are uh, you know, held in highest regard. So we're very fortunate to have been recognized as the number one program in the country. And that's a tribute to our alumni because the questions are all about uh, who 
uh, does a better job of preparing their alumni who's doing a, a great job and being successful in the insurance industry. So that's a, it's a real tribute to our alumni and, and it's an a honor for the entire um, Jones College of Business. That's a nice segue into the career opportunities that we offer through the insurance program. And walk us through that so that prospective students and parents and families understand if I'm interested in, in pursuing this discipline, this is what it means. Well, there's a variety. And one thing I really love about the insurance industry is there's something for everybody. We have the mentality that it's it's only sales. And if you don't have a really big dynamic personality like Tommy Martin had, then you won't be successful in insurance. But, but that is not true. There's a lot of opportunities to be successful. Uh, some of our, our recent graduates or recent success stories, Max Craig's a, a young man who has gone in and working in employee benefits uh, with an organization, Brown and Brown. Uh, which is an insurance broker. Uh, Jack Bowden, a recent graduate, is doing cyber insurance, uh, providing insurance for uh, cyber risk. Uh, Kayla Bowles is a young lady just graduating and is going to work for Sampo International, a Japanese firm, which has uh, a large organization right here in Mount Juliet, and she'll be a surety bond underwriter. Uh, which you know deals with uh, construction. Uh, other graduates are going into healthcare underwriting, some into claims, some into risk management, uh, whether on a loss control basis or perhaps in compliance. Um, and then some are going into an area called surplus lines, which is you know it's kind of a uh, insurance of last resort. So when you see those uh, pedal taverns going up and down Broadway, if we ever see them again, <laughs> you know they have to have insurance. And there are actually firms out there that, that write insurance, which, which kind of leads uh, another topic I know you wanted to talk about was our study abroad program. But a lot of that goes to Lloyd's of London. And uh, those, those brokers uh, interact uh, indirectly in a lot of cases um, you know, through uh, organizations like Lloyd's that's, that's willing to insure pretty much anything. So much has changed because of COVID-19. Uh, and I imagine so much of what you're changing in the classroom in terms of what you're teaching is adapting to that too. What are some of the big uh, aha moments from uh, the prospect of the instruction of the discipline of insurance that have really been shaped by COVID-19? Well, I guess the, 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 the first aha moment is that it's not a, a traditionally insurable risk. Uh, it's, it's catastrophic. And that's one of the requirements for insurable risk is that it not be catastrophic because if the insurance companies were trying to pay for all of the COVID-19 uh, losses, it, it would wipe out the entire insurance industry. Only a government can respond to something this catastrophic. Uh, there will be a lot of litigation and there are a lot of policy provisions uh, that we can discuss that uh, preclude uh, you know, cover, they exclude coverage. Uh, so that uh, it does generate a lot of discussion for the classroom. You're absolutely right. You, you mentioned at the start of the segment that uh, internships are one of the pride points and one of the things that you work very closely with. And you mentioned some of the students that had some success. Between what years do these internships become available to students? Is it, is it for graduate students, uh, undergraduate students? Is there, a, is there a sweet spot, so to speak? Well, typically an internship is done between the junior and senior year after they've had perhaps a first course in insurance, but I'm finding more and more companies are trying to get to students younger at an earlier age. And actually Traveler, Travelers has an internship program where they're looking for freshmen. 
uh, and they want freshmen uh, during the, the summer after their freshman year to come in and do an internship and then come back after their sophomore year uh, and then come back again after their junior year. So they're wanting to cultivate almost like a co-op program, except they're working during the summer. They're not missing any school and it doesn't delay their graduation at all. Also, we're finding a lot of companies are looking for students to work part-time, especially you know where we're located is, is a real positive for MTSU because there are so many insurance organizations that uh, are willing to hire our graduates during the school year. Uh, they may have to commute a bit, which a lot of our students do, and they can earn some, some income uh, working part-time while they're going to school. And so there's a, you know, a lot of opportunities in that regard as well. Well, Dr. Dave Wood, the Martin Chair of Insurance in the Jones College of Business. Dr. Wood, thank you for joining us on the program. Thank you, it's been a pleasure. And we'll be right back. Adversity does not build character. It reveals it. Remember, storm clouds will make a way for the sun and the darkest of nights become a new day. We look forward to a return to normalcy and seeing our students talking, laughing, creating a purely human connection. And we will emerge stronger than ever before. We look forward to the moment when we welcome all of you home to MTSU. Your MTSU Alumni Association has a goal of placing this pin on the lapel of all those who call this campus theirs. Let's pass that tradition on. Let's pass it on. You know you gotta climb diverse community. I am a valuable contributor to its progress and success. I'm engaged in the life of this community. I am a recipient and a giver. I am a listener and a speaker. I am honest in word and deed. I am committed to reason, not violence. I am a learner, now in forever. I am a Blue Raider. I am a Blue Raider. I'm a Blue Raider. True Blue. Pass the tradition on. Pass the tradition on. Pass it on. Welcome back to Out of the Blue. I'm Andrew Ottman. Dr. Jennifer Cates is a professor of English in our College of Liberal Arts and director of MTSU Write. It's an ambitious and successful program that connects aspiring creative writers with professional mentors. It's also a public service of the Department of English. You don't even have to be a student to take advantage of it. And it's helped writers and creators find that spark to make wonderful work happen. Dr. Cates, thank you for joining us on the show. Well, thank you so much for having me. Our pleasure. I, I, I'm so excited about our interview because I want to tell everybody about MTSU Write. Can you give me the elevator pitch about what this program is, what you offer, and some of the, the great things that you do? Yeah, MTSU Write is a low residency, non-degree program in creative writing. We're housed in the English department, but we are open to anyone who wants to apply and we 
provide mentorships, one-on-one -on -one mentorships in, in all genres for all levels of creative writing. We also offer events and partner with other community entities like Poetry in the Borough, anything having to do with creative writing. Do I have to be a certain major to apply for this program? Is it, Absolutely uh, how does it work? not. You don't even have to be a student at MTSU. It's a separate from, since it's a non-degree program, it's separate from the other classes. And so uh, more than half of our students are not even local because they, it's a work from home program. Our mentors are all over the country. Our students are all over the country and uh, they can use the magic of Zoom or email and work together remotely. So you've been working remotely even before the COVID-19 situation yeah. happened, right? So you've got huge experience. Yeah, it didn't have a huge effect on us. We were we were already using the internet for most of our interactions. It just meant um, canceling a lot of events we had planned in the spring. But um, but yeah, we were able to, mentorships went unaffected. That's terrific. And what a great service to students, to non-students, to really community members anywhere that want to take advantage of this. Yeah, we have, we serve students who are brand new and have never done creative writing before. And we have folks who are working on their book um, or who are preparing a portfolio for graduate school, just sort of the whole gamut. Walk me through this process. I'm interested in doing this. I've got an idea project, but I really don't know how to make it go from my head to paper to whatever expression I want. What's the first step? How do I, how do I get this started with you? So you would go through the application process and all of the, those details are on our site, but basically you'd send me a letter, writing samples and sort of describe your, um, your goals, what it is you want to get out of the program. And then I would look at that. And if I think you're a good match for the program, would find a mentor who has what you need, depending on the genre you're working and the level and what you're trying to accomplish and put the two of you in touch. And then you would work for either uh, 10 weeks or 13 weeks, depending on the session you're in and um, mail or email or meet or Zoom <laughs> um, packets of writing back and forth with the mentor. Mentors usually provide readings or, or prompts or exercises and then provide lots of feedback on whatever you're working on. and um, and by the end of that session, you will have moved forward. Now that could be, like I said, every everything from a, a brand new writer who's never written a word to someone who is, you know, looking to finish a certain number of chapters in a book or or create a portfolio or a chapbook. Dr. Cates, how did this idea come about? I mean, this is really a, a fantastic service. It's not one of these things that you would typically see at just any other university. It is. It's fairly unique. Um, I inherited it. It used to be called the Writer's Loft, and it came out of the Continuing Education Department originally many years ago, and then um, was brought into the English Department and sort of grown um, under my predecessor. And I, I worked as a mentor for a few years and then um, was taken on as director. So yeah, it's, it's grown into uh, maybe a more academically rigorous program, even though we're still serving a wide variety of students. And um, uh, it's we've added more events. We've added our publication. Uh, so it's just sort of grown and grown. You've already provided the first the perfect segue, which is uh, talk about shift, which is the 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 journal uh, your your literary journal that you're producing through this program. Yeah. So uh, after I'd been director for a couple of years, I thought, you know, what we really should be doing is completing that creative writing process and providing an opportunity for publication. So I decided we, I would start a literary journal, although I had never done that. I didn't let it stop me, but uh, did some research and, and got some help and 
we published our first volume a couple of years ago, and we are just about to launch our third volume of Shift now. We publish all different genres, um, and each issue has its own shift. That's our our little thing. And um, that might be a theme or that might be a focus of a certain type of writer. Our second volume focused on writers sort of beyond the bubble of creative writing. So we reached out to um, prison inmates and senior citizens and high schools and community centers and people that maybe were not part of the creative writing program world. Um, and then for our third uh, volume that's coming out a little later, we um, solicited submissions that had a religious or spiritual theme. And so the title is um, Holy Shift. <laughs> <laughs> As a faculty member on our, on our, in our English department in the College of Liberal Arts, you, you undoubtedly see a lot of creative students who maybe have not thought about this program. Do you do a little active recruiting? A couple of our mentors are faculty members or formal faculty former faculty members, and often they'll see a student in a creative writing class and they've begun a project maybe that needs to be a novel, and so they might be like, this is a way to do that. Sometimes we get students who have discovered creative writing near the end of their um, undergraduate degree and, and realize they'd really like to go study and get the graduate level, but they don't have a portfolio ready, and so we can help them you know, get something together for uh, a degree program. So it's, it's all sorts of writers. It's not just our students. And, and we have creative writing classes, of course, in the English department. So this is sort of a, a way to sort of dovetail the community and the academic side. Just a, a, a note to our, our, our viewers, uh, this is MTSU Write. Uh, we have a fantastic additional resource that's separate from you, which is the Writing Center. And we don't want to get folks confused about that. You're both offering fantastic things, but you're really focusing, as we've been describing, on taking these creative ideas and moving them to this level and maybe exploring things that have never been explored. The Writing Center really into more of mechanics and tutoring, correct? Right. Writing Center. The Writing Center provides tutoring to our students on campus. And MTSU Write is really about mentoring and coaching creative writers to it. So there is some, you know, a little bit of overlap, but we are a non-degree certificate program. So, you know, students don't come to us for credit. Um, whereas in the Writing Center, these are students who are enrolled in, in the four credit program. Uh, so, so really different um, missions and, and different services. Well, Professor, this is a fantastic program. I've been, I've been so looking forward to talking to you and telling this story with our viewers. Thank you so much for everything that you do through the College of Liberal Arts. Oh, it is my pleasure and thank you for talking to me about it. And we'll be right back. Adversity does not build character. It reveals it. Remember, storm clouds will make a way for the sun and the darkest of nights become a new day. We look forward to a return to normalcy and seeing our students talking, laughing, creating a purely human connection. And we will emerge stronger than ever before. We look forward to the moment when we welcome all of you home to MTSU. Your MTSU Alumni Association has a goal of placing this pin on the lapel of all those who call this campus theirs. Let's pass that tradition on. Let's pass it on. You know you gotta climb high.
member of this diverse community. I am a valuable contributor to its progress and success. I'm engaged in the life of this community. I am a recipient and a giver. I am a listener and a speaker. I am honest in word and deed. I am committed to reason, not violence. I am a learner. Now, in forever. I am a Blue Raider. I am a Blue Raider. I'm a Blue Raider. True Blue. Pass the tradition on. Pass the tradition on. Pass it on. Adversity does not build character. It reveals it. Remember, storm clouds will make a way for the sun, and the darkest of nights become a new day. We look forward to a return to normalcy and seeing our students talking, laughing, creating a purely human connection, and we will emerge stronger than ever before. We look forward to the moment when we welcome all of you home to MTSU. Welcome back to Out of the Blue. I'm Andrew Oppmann. Professor Paul Chilson in our Department of Media Arts has made news recently with his collaboration with a colleague in the College of Liberal Arts, providing filmmaking opportunities in the Amazon rainforest of Brazil. He's here to tell us all about that program, which, by the way, gained the attention of National Geographic magazine. And he'll also talk about an equally ambitious effort that he helps lead in Los Angeles for film and recording industry students. Well, Professor, thank you for joining us on the program. Oh, it's uh, really great to be here, Andrew. Thank you. You've got a lot of hats you're wearing in the College of Media and Entertainment. Why don't you take a couple of minutes and, and tell our viewers all the roles that you play uh, at our university? Well, you know, I, I am an associate professor and I teach in the uh, video and film production track. But I also do a lot of, you know, when I first came here uh, uh, about five years ago, I was really focusing on uh, one of the things I really wanted to do was to take, you know, get students out traveling. And uh, so that's another thing that I've been, uh, a banner that I've picked up, if you will, a baton that I've picked up and, and tried to work with over the last few years and, and really trying to get us uh, uh, more of a footprint um, and a stronger footprint and a growing footprint in, in travel opportunities for students. When we were off camera, I was sharing with you the, uh, uh, the national and international uh, press coverage we received because of the Brazil initiative that you and another professor put forth, uh, including a fantastic grant from National Geographic. Can you give us sort of the, uh, the brief overview of what the project was and the ambition you were hoping to put forth? One of the things I first did when I first came to MTSU is I looked out at who, who else was doing international things. And I thought it would be cool for us to take a team of students, filmmaking students along to sort of document some of those trips. And one of the people that I reached out to was Dr. Richard Pace in anthropology. And uh, Dr. Pace had asked if we wanted to go along and create, uh, as I had been hoping for, some kind of cinematic or cinema filmmaking component of that. Not just to go document what they're doing, but to make it more of an integral program where students could go down and have this cultural exchange and work on creating film projects out of that. So that's kind of the, the you know, what some of the nascent steps were with Dr. Pace and myself. And it, it keeps growing. We keep finding other opportunities. And it's also had a really cool uh, teaching component to it. Specifically related to this grant, we, were do, we started doing that in the very first year in an indigenous community called Capranquiri with the, uh, with the Kayapo people. There's been one filmmaker, a guy by the name of Pati Kayapo, 
uh, who's been consistent in all this, and he's been working on these, uh, working with us in these workshops. He's, he's also traveled up here to the U.S. He's been to MTSU and has spoken here at MTSU. So we've had a really good connection with him and a, a number of others. And it was out of that relationship that we kept building and he kept learning more and more about filmmaking. And it was leveraging his abilities and some of the connections that some other filmmakers have in Brazil and here in the U.S., that allowed that grant to come together. Dr. McPhee, our president, loves stories like this because he loves it when we can show how professors from different disciplines and different colleges are connecting with each other and creating things that are just fantastic opportunities for students. So how many students were a part of this and how, did, how in the world do you pick for something like this? The first year, we only had a couple of students interested from the, from, uh, the College of Media and Entertainment. The second year, we had, a, we had about a half a dozen, I think, that went. Last year, because we were shifting things around, uh, we went back down to just a couple of people. And now this year, we were back up to, I think, about five that we were gonna travel with. So it's gone up and down a little bit in terms of our college, but there's been, but there's been solid and consistent uh, interest from anthropology and archeology span because there's, you know, again, these are exactly the kinds of experiences that those types of students are looking for. In our world, it's a little bit uh, different. You have to kind of look at where does this type of interdisciplinary connection get you in terms of in terms of working in the world of media. So that was something that we've done a better job of communicating now to students about how this is such a critical kind of thing for a student in our college and in our program to be able to do. You mentioned, of course, that uh, we had a lot of things happen this semester. We had the COVID-19 uh, crisis that emerged and we had to prep and that derailed, uh, I think, a lot of your plans for the semester, correct? It did. Relatedly and sort of uh, in a bittersweet sort of way, we got two really solid Eureka grants for students this year. Um, one with a, a, a gold level grant with Ahmad Thomas, um, who was going to make a film while we were there. And, uh, and also I got a team at Eureka grant of a substantial amount to take a team of students to work on another project. But we're gonna actually still try to salvage those and uh, we, it looks like we will be able to, hopefully. What we're looking at now is actually traveling with the National Geographic team in December, which opens up a whole new host of, of really great connections and opportunities for the students. I wanna pivot real fast to uh, the Los Angeles project because the former Dean, Kim Paulson, very, very proud of this initiative, really getting us with boots on the ground in Los Angeles because of the opportunities it offers, not only uh, the Department of Media Arts, but the entire College of Media and Entertainment. And you're a big part of that. Can you talk about that project? I was planning a trip to LA in, in, uh, in um, the summer of 2018. Dean Paulson had put out a call, said, hey, I'm interested in a number of initiatives. And one of them was a summer in LA. And I said, hey, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm already going. So, <laughs> so I'd like to talk. So we got together. We went for about two weeks in May. Um, and uh, made some really strong connections and had a really excellent experience. And then right away when we got back in the fall, we started planning uh, for another summer and an interdisciplinary one where we had recording industry students and students from the, you know, from the filmmaking and uh, television program to go along together. And it's, it's wonderful to see so much student interest. Well, Professor, such enthusiasm, such great projects. Thank you for everything that you've been doing for our students and, and really helping put the College of Media and Entertainment and our university even further on the map. We appreciate everything you're doing. We had a lot of really great opportunities, a lot of really great people to work with, and it's the support from the university has been really wonderful. So thank you, Andrew. Thanks for the, for the insights and the 
questions. And that does wrap up another edition of Out of the Blue. A couple of reminders. First of all, for news and updates on the university's response to the COVID-19 crisis, go to mtsu.edu slash coronavirus. Also, you can follow MTSU on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram for additional special content. I'm Andrew Oppmann. Stay safe, stay on course, and remain true blue.